0: Uh, When I was in seminary, um, a couple of of times we were able to go on different mission trips, and uh, I remember we went to—it was my first year at Notre Dame, um, it's about ten years ago—and we were uh, we went to Nicaragua. Uh, So while we were in Nicaragua during this week, um, we had done a few different things. We went, we we visited uh, an orphanage, we visited like a nursing home, we visited uh, a local parish, and we had just done like some work in different places. Well, one of the like projects that we were doing while we were in uh, in Nicaragua was um, we were building two houses. So we had two build sites, um, and what it was is it was a cinder block house, not very big, le- not even as big as probably the, the, the elevated part here in the sanctuary. Um, but it was a it was a strong it was going to be a strong house made of concrete, right? The people that lived in it were actually going to be it was it was just going to be a safe structure. Um, the neighborhoods that we were in uh, doing this work, um, the houses were kind of put together with whatever they could find, scrap metal and, and different things. Um, so this was just like a, a, a good, strong home that these people, a good shelter that these people were going to be able to live in. Um, so we had two different build sites at these different places. Well, I remember I, I, we, we show up and they're telling us, okay, today's going to be a work day, right? Um, so like wear work clothes and close toe shoes and all those kind of things. So we're getting ready and we, we, we head over on a bus, we get to the work site, and uh, I'm thinking, OK, we're going to be like throwing cinder blocks around and stuff. So like, all right, let's go. I'm like getting myself kind of amped up and getting the adrenaline going, thinking, OK, I- I'm a big guy. I'm, I'm going to be the first one to jump in because I'm not going to be like a wuss. Like I'm not going to be like the other guys who like, oh, no, I don't want to break a nail. Right. Like uh-uh, we ain't playing that game. I'm going to be the first one that's going to jump on and like start working. So we get there and I'm thinking we move in cinder blocks. But really, we were digging. Um, they, were- they were setting the foundation to the house. So they explained to us exactly what they were doing and we had to like build, we had to like dig a trench, a couple of trenches and like frame up the house so that way there was a good deep foundation for the house to to sit on. So we're we're here, we're we're on a mountain, right? And uh, we get there and everything's kind of mapped out and roped off and ready to go. And they're like, yeah, we got to be like three feet deep by like two feet wide and all this kind of stuff. So I remember us getting there. And they were like, all right, who's going to be on the build site? And I was like, me first. Yes, all right, okay, this is going to be good. So some other guys were doing, like, some other work. And then they were, like, a group of kids in the neighborhood. Some of them were playing soccer with the kids. And I'm like, ha, 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 you bunch of wussies. Y'all don't want to work, right? Like, that's why I'm here. So it's about time to start. We say a quick prayer, and then we get to work. So I'm I'm, like, full on, let's go. I grab a shovel, and I'm ready to go. I put the shovel on the ground, and I'm from South Louisiana. So what happens when, like, it's... I'm going fishing. I go dig up worms, and I'm, I'm used to doing this. So, like, I put a shovel down, and I'm like, "All right, ready? Let's do it." Kink! <laughs> Bedrock. I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna suck." <laughs> that was like the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, "This is gonna really be rough, right?" The shovel's dull. I bent the thing. I almost fell down. I'm like, "This is not gonna be a good day." We started digging. We started working, and like we were, we were barely getting by. But I am sitting there. I grabbed a sledgehammer at one point. And I'm just like wailing on the ground trying to break up some of this bedrock and some of this like just nasty rocky mountain kind of soil. And like, it's just not fun. An hour of just working and working. Like, I'm pouring sweat. I'm stinking. I'm gross. Basically, exactly how I am after mass. But anyway, I'm like, I'm just like, I, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm spent completely after an hour of, of digging. Barely got anything done. Got a couple of feet down into the thing, but like not nearly as much as they were hoping. And I sit down and I'm like, I'm grabbing a glass of water, a bottle of water, and I'm just like, I'm just catching my breath. One of the locals walks up. Now he's been watching me from 10 feet away. Speaks only Spanish. He's been watching me from 10 feet away. And I got to think, this guy's probably been laughing at me, thinking, look at this goofy gringo who comes over here thinking he can do all this, right? Like, He walks up, he grabs this tool, and it is about a five foot long, looks like a straightened out crowbar. On one end is a chisel, and on the other end it's like a spike. It looks like a a spear. And he just walks over with it to where I was working, kind of looks at me, and he looks at the hole, and he just takes it, and he just very simply just starts to chisel at the wall. Not doing anything crazy, one arm, barely moving, like... Could have, had a, could, could have had a cup of coffee in his hand if he wanted to do. And he's just clack, 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 clack. And the ground is just falling away. I've been wailing on this stuff and beating the heck out of it with a, with a sledgehammer and everything else I can find. And he's just clack, clack, clack. In ten minutes, he did as much work as I did for an hour. And he's just boop, 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 just real easy, real gent- gentle of sort, Like just letting the tool do the work. Not getting overly excited, just bop, pup, up and just scooping out loads of dirt at a pace that's three times, as, five times as fast as me. I was mad. <laughs> I'm like, fine, you do your thing, I'm going to play with the kids. You know, like, I was done. But when I think about it, I'm like, I, I, was, I got so frustrated because of the dirt. I got so frustrated because the dirt was something else than what I expected. And no matter what I did, I couldn't change it. I could sit there and beat the absolute hell out of it for, for all, all, all day. And the way I was doing things just wasn't going to help it. it, it, it I, I was operating at a completely different way than I should have. And I was getting frustrated that the ground just wasn't cooperating. When, when we hear today's gospel, it's a very, very popular Very, very familiar gospel. If you've ever read the Bible, if you've ever listened to Jesus' parables or anything else, the sower and the seed is one of the first ones that we hear about, right? But, it, it and I think, I don't know about you, but what I typically do is when I come across a gospel that I'm very familiar with, I have to like fight a temptation. Because I kind of want to just like jump into, oh yeah, I preached on that this way. Or, or I heard this talked about in this manner. Or, oh yeah, somebody explained it to me this way. And it, those things are good. And, but I, I think there's some, there's some grace when we get to a gospel like today's. And we can kind of look at it a little bit differently. We, we hear about four different types of soil. We've probably all heard of it before, right? We, we just heard it read that there are four types of soil, that the seed is, is, is scattered on these four types of soil, and the four types of soil, one is on a path, and if we think about a path, I think about busy, and I think about running around, and what happens is is that it just gets trampled underfoot, foot, and birds come and swoop, sweep it away. It doesn't have time to actually germinate. So like when I think about that, I think of, well, maybe my heart's too busy. Maybe I just got a lot going on. Maybe I, I'm living at an inhuman pace, like we, most of us do, where our calendars are full and we try and fit a week's worth of stuff in a day. Maybe, maybe that's where you're at, right? Uh, or maybe a second one—the the second one that we heard today—is that the ground is, is the soil is, uh, it's, it's, it's shallow, right? So you, like, they're, 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 so the seed hits and it, and it springs up really quickly, and there's a. There's a plant that's there, but the plant doesn't have roots. So, oh yeah, it burns and it it withers. So it's kind of like, oh yeah, I think of like when I was in high school or in college and I went on a retreat or maybe you've gone on a retreat in the last like year or so. And hey, that was like a really good experience, really powerful experience of God. And then I went home and the world punched me in the face. And all of a sudden the retreat was great, but it became a distant memory very quickly. So like the, the roots just weren't there. So it burned away. Kind of withered. It became a good t-shirt and a memory. Right? That's good enough. The third one, the, the third one that we hear is that some of the seed lands by, by thorns. And, and what happens with it's landing by thorns is that as the plant grows, the thorns kind of choke it out before it gets a chance to really bear fruit and really grow to its full stature. When I hear that, I think, well, what's, what are the thorns that can be Around and that that might be in my heart choking out my relationship with God, or or just stamping out the fire that God's trying to like ignite in me. Could be like my personal sin, the same sins, the ones that you say every time you walk into the confessional, like every time. Like well, Father, I'm here, and you could probably say the sins to me because I did it again. And next, I'll see you next week because we're probably going to do them again, right? Like those sins, the sins that just constantly are just kind of there and they habits and it's like, I can't kick it, I can't stop it. Like the pornography and the gossip is just too much and I can't get away from it. Or, or it could be maybe not my personal sin, but like something that happened to me. Maybe like somebody hurt me, said something about me. Maybe it was something that passively happened to me, like a, a sickness, a family member, might pass away. It's like something that hurts. And there's these thorns that just, as my relationship with God seems to be going good, all of a sudden, they they wrap around and they, they kill it. They choke it out. And then there's the fourth level, like, right there's the, there's the good soil. The good soil bears fruit, and it bears the fruit that the Lord wants. We, we, we've heard these things. We, we've heard of these different kinds of soil and that these kinds of soil are meant to represent our hearts and that like the stuff of our life, the stuff of our hearts, like, that, that our heart has kind of a landscape to it, if you will, and that God's sharing His grace and what kind of dirt or what kind of soil is it landing on? I, I want to fight a temptation, though. I, I, wanna fi- I want us to fight a temptation together, though. Because we might be sitting here and thinking, well, right now, um, actually, Father, like, whew, I'm, I got some thorns. Like, that's where I'm at. Or, or you might be sitting there thinking, yeah, like, I went, on a, I went on an awakening retreat like six months ago, and it was great, but like, that was a distant memory, and I don't whoo, like, shallow soil. Hey, hi, me. I, I want to fight the temptation of trying to characterize ourselves. Because I think it's, it's easy just to kind of fall into this self-examination of, of where I am. And then because I'm here, well what I should be doing is really like tilling up the soil and making good dirt and making space for God and all those kind of things. Yeah, that's fine. Every one of us, I'm just letting you know, every single one of us or all of these types of dirt at some point. Every single one of us. All of us. Have, have been open to and received God, grace from God at some point. Otherwise, you're not here at 9 o'clock on a Sunday night. Okay? So every one of us has been good soil. Every one of us has sin and has struggles and has things that tend to just kind of find their way into garden and kind of, they, 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 just, they just kind of wreak havoc sometimes. Every one of us has been shallow, more shallow in our relationship with God than we, we want to be. And every single one of us has been too busy The sin of our culture. The way to look at a parable, scripture scholars will say, the way to look at a parable, whenever you want to try and tease out and understand what it is that Jesus is actually doing in a parable, what he's actually teaching in a parable, is what you do is is you look for the twist. You look for the thing that would not make sense to a first century Jew. Right? So when Jesus is talking, like he's, he's out in a boat looking at a shoreline and all kind of people are standing there because he wants to project and make sure they hear. And so as they're standing there listening to Jesus talk about these different types of land, these different types of dirt, like the soil and the seed and all this kind of stuff, what is it that would have stuck out to them? What is it that would have sounded strange to them, would have sounded peculiar to them, that they would have said, ah-ha-ha, ha, he's saying something interesting here. Well, there's two things. The first one is about the sower. It's about the farmer, the planter. Because if somebody's a farmer, if somebody their, bases their entire livelihood, their entire like, security of themselves, if everything they do requires a, or is, is determined off of how much they can produce in crops, Seed is very, very valuable to them. Seed would be extremely valuable to them. Because every seed would be the possibility of a... Of like it's a, Every seed is a, is a portion of their livelihood that they're putting into the ground. And they need that seed to bear fruit. Any farmer, any smart farmer, any farmer that makes sense, anybody that would plant crops knows you don't put seed on concrete. You don't put it on a road. So, a sower goes out to sow, and some of the seed ends up on the road. That doesn't make sense. Some of the seed ends up on the shallow soil. That doesn't make sense. Some of the seed ends up amongst thorns. That doesn't make sense. He would have only thrown, a sower would have only thrown his seed. He would have only planted crops in good soil. So, what is it that Jesus is actually saying? What is it that Jesus is actually saying about the sower? He's saying that this sower is generous. That this sower is going to give. He's going to give and he's going to give. Doesn't matter the condition of the soil. He's still giving. So if God is the sower, as Jesus explains later on in this chapter, If God is the sower, what he means, what Jesus is saying is is that God is giving you and I the grace regardless of what kind of soil our heart might look like right now. That he is giving his grace regardless, he's holding nothing back, he's completely generous. The hard part is that if when we do this little self examination and when we look at ourselves and we say, man, some of this stuff, we could look like me in Nicaragua in the jungle on a mountain, beating the hell out of the ground, trying to figure out how can I make this dirt better. When in reality, God just says, hey, let me chip away. Little by little, just let me do it. You got you got thorns, you got you got some weeds that are that are attacking Well, you know what? Let, let me let me let me pick it. Let me get rid of it. The dirt's, not, the dirt's not deep enough right now? That's okay. That's okay. We're gonna continue to give you the we're gonna continue to, to give you the grace that you need, but just let me let me till it up. You busy? It's okay. Let me just have a little bit of space. And just chip away. That's it. Just, just a little bit. I'm going to continue to give you the grace you need. You just have to let me work. So often we can be distracted by the condition of the soil and miss the sower who's trying to give to us. Because we think it's our job to make me perfect before God can do anything with me. And that's not how this works. God just wants to chip away. He just wants to make our hearts more receptive and more ready to receive His grace. Second thing, the other thing that would have stuck out to a first century Jew, is the yield, is, is, is how much is produced. Because we hear in the gospel that, that the, the amount that's produced is, is, is 100, 60, or 30 fold. A good harvest, an average harvest, above average harvest, for, for a Jewish person would have been a seven fold harvest a record-setting harvest would have been a tenfold harvest. And God is saying, I'm going to give you a hundredfold. I'm going to produce a hundredfold worth of fruit in your life if you let me work. You don't have to break your back. Just let me work. In the Responsorial Psalm, this is what we said. Thus you have prepared the land drenching its furrows, breaking up its clods, softening it with with showers, blessing its yield. Like, the, the psalmist knew and understood this imagery. Jews would have understood this imagery, that God is going to produce the fruit that He wants. And He's going to produce the amount that He wants. And that's way more than we can ever produce on our own. It starts though, it, like the, the most important thing for us is to begin by just letting him chip away, letting him get to work. Whatever place, wherever you are right now, as you as you're coming to mass tonight, wherever you wherever you see like, if you characterize in your heart as like, oh yeah, I'm a little bit of shallow and then I got like a couple of thorns, like wherever you find like the garden of your heart is right now. The, the, st- the status of the soil, if you will, wherever you are, I-, I can promise you this, God wants to work regardless. You do not have to be perfect to receive Him. You do not have to be good, deep, rich soil all the time for God to work. Because He's abundantly generous. Like tonight as we come to this mass, like let's not let's not focus so much on the status of the soil, but let's focus on the generosity of the soul. Because we all come before God tonight to receive him. We all come before God to receive something from him, namely the Eucharist. Like that's why we're here. That's why we come to Mass. So that God can give us His divine life and we can receive it to the best of our ability. And no matter how perfect we think we are, God still wants to just chip away. He wants to keep working. He wants to keep tilling. He wants to keep keep producing His grace in your life. When we give give Him space, He does so. To a miraculous level that we may never understand. Tonight as we come to this Mass, we don't don't have to do a whole lot (laughs) We just got to be open as best as we can and give him permission just to chip away so we can receive him well and that we can produce his fruit in our lives.